As we go through the review for Chapter 11, Listings, I can guarantee you that you will see a lot of questions on the exam from this specific chapter. So you need to know the information found in Chapter 11. Uh, be sure you know it very well. Now as you can see, and as we've discussed, uh, when you enter into a listing agreement, it is a special agency agreement. We want to remember that. And we also want to remember that it cr creates what is called a fiduciary obligation. Remember, we create this C-O-A-L-D, the acronym for care, obedience, accounting, loyalty, and disclosure. Now, we title this chapter Listings. I want you to remember that even though a listing agreement, we typically think of a listing agreement between a seller, principal, and the agent, the broker, you can also have a buyer's agreement to be a buyer's agency. And in essence, it's the same type of special agency or special agreement. It is a, a a listing agreement but a buyer's agency agreement to work with a buyer and you still owe the fiduciary obligations found in that acronym COLD Care, Obedience, Accounting, Loyalty, and Disclosure. Now in this chapter we want to re-emphasize the fact that listings are between the broker and the seller or a buyer's agency agreement is between the broker and the buyer. Not, you've got to make sure that you understand this, very important, not between the salesperson and the principal. So in, us, in essence, if the salesperson uh, dies or leaves the company, they cannot take those listings with them if they leave the company. Of course, if they pass away or die, that does not terminate the listing agreement or the buyer's agency agreement. So make sure that you understand that the listing agreement or the buyer's agency agreement is between the broker and the principal, whether that be the seller or the buyer. Now, let's kind of go through, let's move on down here and make sure that we understand that listing agreements uh, what needs to be specified in the agreement, the commission. You need this definite expiration date. You cannot have any kind of an automatic extension. And it's very important that you have the signatures of all owners. Those would be the names found on the deed. So you just cannot get a listing agreement and have one person sign it if there are three or four or multiple owners. You need all of the signatures of the owners. Of course, you need the general information, you need room sizes. Um, all of that information is very important. And again, you need to use due care when you go to get that information for the listing agreement. Now, a safety clause, just so you understand this, it's a protective period clause. It actually allows you some protection so that if your listing expires, and you've shown the property to some people, they would need to wait a certain length of time before they could purchase that from the seller directly. So a good example is I, I have a property listed and I show it to a potential buyer. They're kind of interested in the property, but they want to think about it. 
Unfortunately, my listing expires tomorrow. Seller doesn't want to relist the property with me. Now, the seller coincidentally runs into this potential buyer I showed the property to the following week. And he explains to the buyer, it's no longer listed with the real estate company. I can deduct a commission and sell it to you directly. Well, if the safety clause says that that seller has to wait a certain number of days, depending on what you, the number of days you include with your listing agreement, before they could sell it to that potential buyer or any other buyers I've shown it to during the listing period. Now, it's important for me as the broker to notify and register the names of the potential folks who I've shown the property to with the seller for that safety clause to be in, a, in force. And you'd also need to know that if, if the seller lists the property with another broker during that safety clause period, it doesn't matter, then my safety clause is void. So it doesn't doesn't prohibit the seller from listing with another broker. It just says the seller cannot sell it to any of these potential folks I've shown it to during the safety clause period. Of course, the listing agreement is going to give me authorization to put the listing in the multiple listing service, uh, any kind of personal property that would be included. And remember, personal property is transferred by what? There you have it, bill of sale. It's also important to remember that I cannot transfer a listing. So if I sell my office, I cannot sell my listings. Those would have to be renegotiated with the new broker. Now we talk about the types of listings. Uh, remember that an open listing, it's the least protection for you. So you kind of want to be careful there. Uh, an open listing means I could give it to multiple brokers. Whoever sells it keeps the money. Even, and keep that in mind, it's right here, even if the seller sells it, they do not have to pay a commission. So open listings, not very good. You want to be a little cautious of those. Exclusive agency, a little bit more protection for you. Uh, but however, if the seller sells the property on their own, they don't have to pay a commission. So a little bit more protection, but still has some liability for you as the broker or agent. I have seen lots of questions on the exam regarding this specific topic, so make sure you are familiar with that. And of course, the most um, protective type of listing right here, the exclusive right to sell listing agreement. This is the uh, type of listing that you definitely want to try to take and have for your office because regardless of who sells the property, seller or another broker, you get to keep the commission or you get paid a commission, I should say. So again, understand open listing could be listed with multiple brokers. Whoever sells the property gets paid the commission. If the seller sells it, they don't pay anybody a commission. Exclusive agency gives me a little bit more protection because if another broker sells it, I'm going to still get paid my fee and I can share a fee with that potential broker. However, 
with an exclusive agency, the seller can still sell it. They do not have to pay me a fee. So it, it gives you more protection for other brokers who might sell the property, but it still has some liability that if the seller sells it on their own, they do not have to pay you a commission. And a good example of that might be if you show a property uh, or if someone calls you about a listing agreement. It's a good example. And they want to drive by first and they drive by the house, the seller's out front. They talk to the people driving by the potential prospects and they say, hey, I've got one of these exclusive agency agreements, which means I can sell it on my own. And of course, the buyers are thinking, well, the the seller told us it was listed for a hundred thousand, but when we called the real estate office, they said it was listed for a hundred and ten thousand. Well, you see where the problems can run into. So the buyers go in, look at the house, they buy it. Uh, you, you were the one that actually helped them find it on your website or through an advertisement. So it's not a real good type of listing. It has some liability. I'd be very cautious of it. You definitely want to try to always get an exclusive right to sell listing because regardless of who sells it, you get paid your commission. Net listings are illegal in Missouri. A net listing is when the owner says, hey, I just want X number of dollars. Whatever you get over that amount, you can keep. That or those types of listings are illegal in Missouri. Now, this next section right here discusses information about um, when you take a listing, you want to use due care. You want to remember that when you take a listing, you have a fiduciary obligation. It creates that acronym we talked about, COLD, C-O-A-L-D. My apologize, apologies for the, the bad handwriting there. But care, obedience, accounting, loyalty, and that yes, that is a D for disclosure. So you want to go out, make sure you do a CMA, look at other properties that have sold. Termination of a listing, very similar to termination of an agency agreement. We've talked about a lot of these already, so you should be familiar with all of these. I just want to reemphasize the listing is between the broker and the principal, not the salesperson. So you will see that on the exam. You've got to make sure you understand and remember that. So we have our definitions. Be sure and go over those. Hopefully you've downloaded the the flashcards for your mobile phone that you can watch and look at. You can go through the flashcards at any time on our resources page. But this chapter 11 on listing agreements, very important chapter. You are going to see a lot of information. So make sure you study this chapter. Very, very good. Again, great job on chapter 11. We are now ready to take the review exam and then I'll see you over in chapter 12.